Yo, yo. Yo, 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 yo. Ha ha. Yeah. You have now entered Squared Circle 101. You got your man, the Titanian Stallion, Mr. Sunny Ale. Now with me, he may be Viagra spokesman, but he's definitely not a client. My man, Shooter, how you doing today? I'm alright, man. Not bad. Feeling a little under the weather, man. Just gonna push through this one. Under the weather means golden showers of success. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. So, quite a stupid man, Squared Circle 101. We'll talk a little stack this on Twitter at Talking Smack 101. It's always good to be back, man. Always, man. We're, we're above ground, man. What more can you ask for? That's right. That's what I'm saying. No such thing as a bad day. Just try missing one. Let's talk about winning. How we winning? What you got for me? If you don't have self-discipline, you're not in control of your own life. Yeah, that's straight to the point. Straight, simple. Everything. And sometimes you have to lose it to get that discipline. We were talking about it uh, earlier in the gym today, man. It's uh we, we got into the whole COVID discussion and all this kind of stuff like that and the the root, the underlying cause. You know, it's like why aren't people talking about like as far as health? When I think about discipline, health is one of the first things I think about. And then it's the training your body to try to get better every day. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be whether you're competed or not, but at the same time is most people when they go to the doctor, the doctor tells them they only got so long to live. It's a lot of those things could be could have been prevented and it just starts with discipline hey starting off they should start telling you that on your first birthday you got so long bro hey you only got so long but it's uh one of those things man that you gotta go into a routine that's one thing uh even even when i go out of state and then think about that i still i still work out even with self-discipline yeah i I know like you're uh doing your five minute sets at the comedy store right (laughs) um no when you think about it too like in in your discipline it it, it'll test you It, it dances on the line you sway left and right every day uh-huh. with it, with every decision you make. And it's in this, it's that discipline that keeps you there from going over the edge, either yeah. going hard, swiping all day in Vegas, whatever it is. For real. You know, committing fraud. Hey, I wasn't in Vegas. Somebody stole my card. Hey, you know what, though? It, it, even if something as stupid as. Uh, they don't even take that even, call anymore. Even if something as stupid as drug use, man. Hey, maybe you said, hey, maybe I shouldn't have that extra beer. Hey, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go too, right. go too hard, man. You, you never know. But this one's just on a prescription from a doctor. Oh, it <laughs> makes it better. Yeah. Anyways, now let's get down to it, man. We got some hot fights this weekend. We got a lot of business to talk about, man. First one on the card is one that it, it might even hit a little home. Actually, because I think we should definitely talk about this. I thought it was a very good and entertaining fight with Shane Mosley, the Sugar Man Jr. versus Gabriel Rosado. We should pull up Gabe Rosado real quick here because this is a resume for days. Because you, I think you know where I'm going with this, right? Uh, I yeah. You definitely know where I'm going with this, and physically, <coughs> mentally, he's still capable of doing his job. Mm-hmm. But that's not defining whether we win or lose. Yeah. So. He's teetering on the spot where he's going to be a 500 fighter. And I'm just guessing right now. If he continues on this path, because time is against us all, regardless. Mm-hmm. And as, even as you get smarter in the ring, you're, the other things slow down. No matter who your trainers are. Um, if it's the money, then, then sign on, then, then negotiate right and get something real big as possible. Right? Yep. And that's what you do. And that, Which would be an argument like the... That's why the Jaime Munguia fight made so much sense also. Right, what's his record? It's 26 and 15 with 15 KOs. 26, 15, 15 KOs. He could easily become a 500 fighter. And it doesn't happen too often with anybody at that level if he just doesn't let it go. I don't think Gabe would do that, but who would he's, he's in a He's in a three-fight contract right now. So okay. this is the first of two fights. Okay. The first of three fights. And his uh, one of the things he said 
is um it was funny he's actually we actually discussed this he was like he has to especially coming off um that knockout of the year and then possibly fight of the year that he had with uh Jaime Munguia. It's a good fight. This one was supposed to be he had to make it look good. It's not Shane Mosley mm-hmm. uh senior. It's not Sugar Shane Mosley senior, but it was a Mosley that he got under his belt. Yeah. Yeah. She needed, so. yeah, and you kind of, and even <clears> I remember <throat> in between rounds, you heard Fred Roach even asking him about it. He even said that he looked a little off. Um, but let's just go through his resume. Just a couple of five, some of the top names. Be, beside, before that, mm-hmm. I don't want to take any, I, I don't want to make this about Gabe. Okay. You're right. Shane Mosley looked really good. Really good. So it's like we always give credit yes. when credit is due, and I think we should always stay on that for That is 100% too. So correct here. I, I think Shane Mosley came a long way from the contender. Yeah. Came a long way from the contender. He, did. Contender. he had a. He, he showed yeah, up on the see. lights. Yep. On the spot so he at the was. Time. He was 16 and 0. I mean, 16 and 4 when he came into that mm-hmm. one, but he, uh, he ended up winning this, but he stayed disciplined. He stayed disciplined. He stayed on the outside when he didn't. And then he was. It looks like he was. Yes, quicker of brilliance, dude. He was quicker to the punch than yeah. Gabe, which mm-hmm. I think was like the common denominator yeah. too. I thought Gabe was going to come out and uh, apply more pressure mm-hmm. and kind of body him and bully him because like Sam Mosley's no Jaime McGee. Yeah, yeah. And then so Styles makes fights. I think it's um, I've always I've always said this. It's just like you know, there there's way more people. There's way more people that uh that you can name but like okay when i say a floyd or i say canelo or i say a mike tyson or whatever there's so many few people that impose their will on everybody and like Mm -hmm. those are just a few off the top that you know i just automatically go to i just think it's like from the opening bell to the end you know triple g who we'll get into we'll get into oh hold on chin don oh yeah chin don two million years yeah yeah and i'll drink to that Ooh, okay. Yeah. And then so um that's one of the things that I thought he had. He has the experience he had the experience on Shane Mosley, but I thought he just got beat uh got beat to the punch too. So it's just like Because even when I was watching the fight, I was even near as it got later in the rounds, I kept yelling at the screen, like, you gotta throw with him. Yeah. You're just gonna have to throw with him yeah. to connect. That's the mm-hmm. only way you're gonna do it at this point. And then it, it when it was and sometimes we get mm-hmm. you know, we get emotional, we get caught up in it because like the thing is it's hard to be biased in a sport because, like, this is so. Yeah. Like, I met Gabe, mm-hmm. great guy, coolest shit, every coolest fight, shit, right? You know, these, and then so this one was like the first fight that I actually had where it was just like, all right, know the guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't want to, I you know, trying to be biased or try or trying to be unbiased more than anything because mm-hmm. the thing is with well, the sport, anything that you love, you're not going to really think or see clearly. It's going to be emotional, emotional, yeah. and then so. I, I wanted to take it to where it's, it's not what Gabe didn't do. It's, it's what Shane Mosley did do. And what he did was execute a great and excellent plan. I thought he was quick, he was quicker Sergio to the punch. Sergio thought... said, um, he said that Shane Mosley Jr. shows, when he gets in the ring, there's times when he fights, he just looks like a brilliant fighter. Yeah. A great fighter. But then he has these other moments when he's like flat-footed and slow. Mm-hmm. And then like when he lost on the contender was exactly that moment. Yeah, and this is one of these things where it's it's gotta be rough, man. It's there should be a rule out there. If you're a junior, and I don't know if I want to set the standard at Hall of Fame. Maybe. The thing is, the thing is, That's I read uh, I was I was reading uh, a long time ago. I read Forty Eight Laws of Powers, you know, the Robert Greene book or whatever. It's like a book that every guy who went to prison read. And then, so one of the things was, was just like you read it, I assume. Yeah. 
you know what? Go to hell. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, she stabbed it. <laughs> no. And then so one of the things is like it said, it's like you never really want to follow in a great man's footsteps yeah. because the, you know, they sometimes they set the bar too high. The Michael Jordans. Yeah. It's like you got to create your own path. That's why it's just like I've always had this debate kind of like the uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So. Good Kid, Mad City is in my top ten. It's a great album. Love, love the album. Before "To Pimp a Butterfly" came out, I automatically was like, "I don't think this album's going to be good." Because most people, when you have something like that, you try to reinvent the wheel, and you can't do that already. But what he did was something completely different, and basically he had two two first albums when he called with with "To Pimp a Butterfly," and then so. If you set your if you set your own path, then you're never really compared. I mean, you'll be mentioned, but it's just like now it's just, you know, this is the first, this, you know, this is one of the first big names that, you know, he has. Gabe Rosado is one of the first big names that Shane Mosley has under his belt. It's a message to Nico Ali Walsh. I mean, for real. It's for just real. like, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's good and bad. Yeah. Nico Ali Walsh, I mean, you're only getting the pub because of who your grandfather oh, yeah. was. Mm-hmm. But everybody's going to be gunning for you so they can that's, beat an Ali. That's one of the things I feel for that dude. I kind of. There's a part of me that wishes that dude, Nico Ali, that would have just got his shot. And then it would have came out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, just kind of came up. as like, oh, yeah, this happened like, to be. Kind of like in Creed. Just like in Creed. You know what I'm like, saying? You got to use the name. Got to use the name. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. But, um. <laughs> Yeah. Gabe has two. Gabe has two fights. He said. He said with this fight, he was like, he has to win KO and make it look impressive. Yeah, I mean, that didn't. That didn't. didn't ha- that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what. Well, uh, the good news. The good news. Bad news for for him is that Eddie Hearn and the Zone and Match Matchroom Sports they're yeah. very good at matchmaking. Yeah. So he's going to be up there against somebody really good. Yeah. Um, Shane Mosley Jr. I want to see him do something next because. He he's I think he put himself in the conversation now a little bit more. I'm not sure that he's ready for any of these elite fighters, elite especially at, one, especially like, at 160, 160. Yeah, I, that's a tough one, man. But that, he's definitely he's he's at the gatekeeper's door, and he still has an opportunity to to go past it. You know, mm-hmm. he's got the name, he's got the accolades, he has a skill set, but whether or not he can execute and handle what they give. That's yet to be seen. Yeah, I mean, we got a we got a lot, so we'll talk. I mean, mm-hmm. Tony Harrison, Liam Smith, Tim Tazu, yep, Erickson Lubin, who will Tony get into Harrison a little, will be a great fight actually to get a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Jared Swift Heard is still up there mentioning. So uh, Terrell G- uh, Gusha always always Gausha Gusha Gusha. Um, Did you? You know, Brandon Adams, who another yep. one? Yep, yeah, so, contender winner. Yep, exactly. So you know. Austin, no doubt Trout. So I mean, you can continue. You can continue like yeah. trying to do maybe older fighters with names or something like that. Yes. So there's a, there's a lot of avenues that he's going to be able to go. So it's um hats off to Sugar Shane Mosley Jr. Um for the win mm-hmm. and uh, becoming a champion. Interim, yeah. right? Inter- yeah, interim interim champion. So it was just uh. You hear about uh? I thought he did. I thought he did well, and he looked well. Now you know about um well I guess the, the WBA is gonna they're starting to order these consolidation fights, so they got the two that got the bronze and silver yeah and they want to order uh, Leo Santa Cruz versus um who just won uh, in the same he's in the tank category um I want to say Ryan Garcia if not it's somebody else somebody that wants but they just ordered it because they're trying to go a, down got a belt yeah so they're trying to go down to just the one belt. So, so let's, you got Cambosas, so, I mean, Lomachenko just won, like, uh, who is it? 
If that, it'll come to me. I forgot to write it down. So, um, what was I about to say? Yeah, um, one of the things that I actually, you know, kind of veering off what you said, the consolidation. Um, Mayweather, he said he was not a fan of all the belts that's being out, and we discussed this as well. Yes. Um, we understand the, the belts, business behind we it. We understand the business behind it. But he was like, everybody in the top ten has a belt. So it's just like, you know, the Adonis Stevenson thing that we talked about a long time, the um, Keith Thurman thing is just like, you know, you get a belt and there's so many other belts to go around. Some people can and avoid you Mm -hmm. or you can avoid people. To play devil's advocate, there was a 20-year span of nobody having four belts in once in the four-belt era. Okay. And now we're about to have a unification of four belts between Cambosa and David Haney. And then we also have Castano, Jermel Charlo. Yeah. And those are great fights that I really want to see. So on that note, at least there's that part of it where we do get someone who does gather all four. But there's too many out there just because if you want to throw the belt of something out there, we should just make our own belt, the SC 101 belt. Oh, yeah, we got our own NFT now. If you go to OpenSea and search Sunny LMD, check out the NFT. It's going to be up for sale soon. Um, yeah, you know, and that's just what it is. This It's what it is. It's boxing, the hurt business. The one, the one of the things about it, too, is just like uh... – uh, there's only like two compliments that I ever really give the USC and the one that they make everybody fight each other. Yeah. They are the champion is always going to fight the the next one in board, the you know, unification belts and all that and I and I love that for UFC. You consolidate, you condense some of these belts or get some of these belts out there. Yeah. We're going to get the fights that we actually want to see. And they don't and, and make them and even if it hurts their business they still do it anyways. So yeah, yeah, I'll I give mean, them that. What is, what that. is people are going to fight regardless, yeah. man. So it's just yeah. you know Instead of trying to milk them like when you got your star, I get it, and that's smart because it's it works. If it works, it works. You know what? You know what? Um, you know what alleviates all that? What? You know, if you worry about the business, have great fight cards. Thank you. Don't have let great, Canelo make the fight have, card. Canelo has the worst fight cards, and I swear in boxing <laughs> history. I don't think he's gonna fight long enough to it, but I could just see have Canelo pay per view just a one fight. Just just make it that. Might as well. 50 bucks. 60 bucks. Just give no, us the hate main event. I'm not, I'm not paying 60 bucks just to see Canelo fight. We don't pay now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shut up. No. No, I want to see that. But I'm just saying. So it's just like, well, you're uncultured. You're uncultured swine, yeah. unlike me. But like um, we talked about, we'll talk about the Triple G fight. But though, mm-hmm. you know, that was in Japan. I watched yeah. the undercar fight just because it was in there. But it was just like. I went to bed and got up early to watch that fight. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, and I was going to get on the show and lie say I got up at uh, 2.30 in the morning because that's how dedicated yeah. I am, but I didn't. I got up at 8 o'clock. Oh, no. I got up for the I got, main I, only, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, I got, I, got, <clears throat> I got up at 8 o'clock, and I watched the replay after that. The fight card started at 3 a.m. Main event goes on at 6 a.m., yeah. so I got up for so the main event, bro. Like, I'll, I'll get up and Let's watch this later, yeah. though. But like, mm-hmm. what I was going to say about that undercard, it was just like, you know, I'm not heavily embedded in the Japanese you know, fighting culture, yeah. so I don't know who's who. But they had great fights under there. But at the same time, still, you're only I, I, in there. I was you're only on there for, you know, mm-hmm. Triple G, and that was it, though. But, like, make the – you wouldn't have to worry about losing money if the main event is out of – is, you know, one-sided or flip-flop. If you yeah. had a good enough – we've watched a thousand fights where Literally. all the undercards could have been better than the main event. Main event. So many times it's crazy. Even, like, yeah. four-rounders. So – Get you, get your stuff together there, and and Canelo. Next time I talk to him, I have to remind you, man. Just don't don't give me a fight I can see locally, right? If 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 I if that fight card looks like some of the Emerald Queen has, I'm very disappointed in you. Now let's move on to Ryan Garcia. This is a polarizing figure 
that brings in a new demographic to boxing every now yep. and then. Uh-huh. I will last seen probably with Oscar De La Hoya. Okay. Looks like some of your fan base, actually, oh. what I've seen. <laughs> a lot of a lot of women, people of you know, X missing the X chromosome, I guess you would say. Um, boy, did you hear them scream when they called his name going into that? I thought it, I thought it was a Maxwell concert or something. I'm surprised he didn't have panties just getting thrown at him. We need to get that out there. Make that a hashtag. But he was fight. He went against a guy, Emmanuel Tagu Tago, Tago. So Ryan Garcia, give him a grade on this performance. I gave him a C. See, sometimes, man, this is how I know. I gave, I gave him a C. And you know what? I gave him a C. And then I, and then we're watching this fight. I had so many questions that I really couldn't. And I and I couldn't wait to come here. One of the things is just like, okay, he had that layoff because he had the, I don't want to, you know, misquote, but was it the depressive slump or whatever he yeah, had is going on with it? That, that, I mean, uh, he, it, it's always good to take healthy, a mental health break. Always, man. Um, you know, I, I, get, I get it. The government man. covers up stuff. You could have covered it up a little bit. <laughs> so between that and then I was like him with the whole Canelo thing and him mm-hmm. leaving uh, Eddie Reynolds' camp, whatever he was focused on there. But – but then it's just like I'm going to say about Sugar Shane Mosley uh, Jr. I'm like, I'm not taking away from this. He fought an experienced guy who knew how to stay up mm-hmm. and then uh, who knew what the weather storm. But then you know what I actually took mostly away from this? It looked like Ryan Garcia is a one-trick pony. If he cannot connect that left hook, he's not knocking nobody out. They he's found the best and worst opponent for him. Yeah. Because they got they got on the rounds they needed, but he did not look as good he as they wanted him to good. look. I thought he got the win, but it was like, it, it was an average fight. It was an average fight. And with this guy, you're looking for something spectacular. Yeah. And he did not show it. He looked like he was looking for that left hook, and it looks like when it connected or when it didn't connect, that's all he had. He had no other tools in the tool belt. So the one thing I love about boxing, and, and especially somebody who's experienced and who's skilled, it's, you know, I, you, D- Danny Garcia, he has the no-look hook, but he doesn't look for it. If it comes, it comes. Yeah, and it's all timing, too. And it's him, yeah. all timing. It's not here. Let me go out here and do this, mm-hmm. and then that's going to be my that's gonna be my shot. Yeah. He's like, okay. Not searching for is, it. He's not searching for it. And then so looking at that, I thought Ryan Garcia only had that was that one trick pony. He only had that hook to look forward to. And he doesn't have enough tools in his tool belt. I see you at the crossroads. That's exactly where we're at right now. For for and when I say this, I'm not talking about just for Ryan Garcia's career. I mean for this is one of these things where with UFC and boxing especially, we're at a crossroads as far as for the conversation has been Ryan Garcia versus Tank. Or, I'm sorry, Tank versus Garcia, really. But we're at that crossroads now where Ryan Garcia may never get to that conversation because if there was the next fight, Tank will maul this boy. Maul is an understatement. Right? Snuff it, it, it won't even It won't even be fair, bro. Not at all. And I had to break this down to the dude I work with just because I had to tell him, like, there's levels There's levels to yeah. just everything. And just who he's seen in the ring, even with just the Gamboa fight, that's a level of opposition that Ryan Garcia has never came close to facing. Yeah. Like, so I mean, think about would, it. Like we would, say, we say styles make fights. Yes. Like the way that Leo Santa Cruz looked against uh, Javante Davis before he got knocked out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Ryan Garcia could beat Leo Santa Cruz fighting that way. Yeah, that way with all, with all that with somebody with experience and let alone the power. And that's what he needs to do is in order for if they if they want a tank matchup, let's, if realistic from a promotional point of view, 
they want this fight will not happen for another five years if 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 the game gets what the game wants, right? Now you can make this fight happen within two years, but Ryan Garcia needs to face a tank victim and beat him better. That's the easiest way to get to that route, right? Yeah. That's just what it is. Because or else you guys are gonna have the same person you want to fight, but you, it's better to take a Leo Santa Cruz knock him out in the first round. Yeah, because then then it changes the changes the game and everything. Now, all this at the same time too it's just like I I I take everything in consideration. Ring rust, maybe get in there trying Mm -hmm. to get it, but I'm I I don't know. A lot of women there for him. I can see maybe getting in your own head. We've all done it before and underperformed. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, how you learn. So you know, I'm try- I was trying to sit there, and I always try to be the devil's advocate. I'm like, okay, what went wrong, or what went right, or you know. But that's the first thing I was like, okay, is it ring rust or whatever? But I was like, he, he didn't look all that. Part of it was me. Emmanuel Tagu. Yeah, a lot of it was him. A lot of it was him, and that's why I said I want to give him this credit too because he knew what the- he knew his game plan. Yeah. You know, he was he was supposed to be sent to the dogs and get in there and go mm-hmm. and get knocked out. And yeah. Lose. And he did too, and especially you know with these African. I think he was from Ghana or whatever. A lot of times when you see fighters, like, from you. No, actually, hold on, man. You know what? Ask. Uh, let me hold on. Wait. Let, let me, you know what? Just motherland. Hold on. Let me see something right quick. Give me, give me a second, everybody. So, Rion Garcia, by the way. Yeah, this dude. It's I. I've had to explain to two or three different people that he's him and like will him and Tank ever fight him? Like they can, but. His balls hasn't dropped yet, right? He's still got that baby voice. Like Shakur, he's from Ghana. He's, you uncultured swine, as I always say. I didn't say he wasn't. So, and then look, before I even look at it, let me get in here. And yeah, I mean, I knew he was like a seal-looking mug. No. Okay. So, look at this. Before he fought, oh dang! Right before Garcia, he fought Mason Menard. There you go. Did he get the win? Yeah, he got the win. Majority decision. That was a prospect. So, that okay, so the last two fights, so including this Ronnie Garcia fight, it was in the USA. Mm-hmm. Every single fight that he had before then took place in Ghana. Okay. So my so immediately, immediately and it looks like his first fight actually was a loss, and then he's won every one since then. So that's the reason why we got here. But it's just like I but just like but just like I thought. So he was he was sent here to basically lose and was supposed to and Ryan Garcia was supposed to look good against him. Um he's only fought in Ghana, so of course his resume is not gonna be that yeah. impressive as Patton because like he's what is it? Yeah, so right now, so right now he's thirty two and two. So he was thirty one. He was thirty one and two when he came in, and then um, so it was just like okay, he has the record, he has the rounds, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, and he has experience, and that's why he was able. To, that's why he was able to. He's do probably going to get a, a, a fight for more money sooner than Ryan Garcia will with his performance. Yeah, that's that's what's crazy about this business. Like, for sure. Yeah, you gotta look good, and they they're gonna pay to see. They're gonna pay to see what's going on because like to go. Um, he he Emmanuel to go. He stepped up. Mm-hmm. He he played his part and he did his part and he he nullified. He nulled whatever Ryan Garcia was supposed to do and go out there and look good. Right. We got some spoilers, man. Yeah, got some spoilers. Like you know, people people not going against you know not going with the program, but going against what the grain was supposed to. You're supposed to go <laughs> so in there to lose. I could be. I have my backtrack because now I think about this. He might have brilliant. As far as for um for the for the matchmaking on for Ryan Garcia, this could be actually really good because his last fight before that was cool, cool hand Luke Campbell, I believe, who he got dropped by, and now this is another guy who gave him props. So this is good if, if your fighter can learn and get better. If not, you might the next one you might pick may not end well for him. Right? So look, because Luke Campbell TKO, Francisco Fonseca KO. Uh, I mean, like. 
Well, Jason Vallejo's he won a unanimous decision, or whatever. But he's still, you know, he's still. Yeah. But like these are those are two per- people that you know, especially had him. I would have had Emmanuel to go, uh, yeah, knocked out before I would Luke Campbell and Francisco Fonseca. So for Ryan Garcia's handlers, I mean, as far as for the trainer part, it is what it is. I mean, there's a chance he could be. There's guys. There's people probably all in his ear all the time about how good he is. So. Goosen's a good trainer too, but for Ryan Garcia, he needs if he if he his, wants to see his jean jacket outfit, man. He he always he always come he always come out like he's the the you know the straight uh what's his name what's Rocket Man Rocket Man uh as a uh, Rocket Man was not David Bowie no not David Bowie what's his uh, name um, man. Saying Eric, not Eric Clapton, somewhere Eminem. Oh, uh, Elton John. Elton John. Yeah, Yeah, like a straight Elton John, man. He's over there just dressed just like him. (laughs) Or gay Elton John, I guess, if he's straight. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how that would be. Now let's. We're gonna move on to the PBC card. Did you get to watch any of the Tony Harrison fight? No, I did not. Tony Harrison, he he. um, The PBC likes him because they put him in with a relatively unknown guy. I'd even heard of him. I ain't even seen his name on a headline. But also, his last name was like Garcia. Also, so who knows. But Tony Harrison, I got to see I got to see the tail end of the fight. He looks really good. He got a win in there. Um, who else was on the fight card who fought to a draw, though, was Brian Perella. Good fellow Perella was good on there. Perella. I can't even remember. I, can't, I didn't write it down, but I can't remember the name that gave the guy that he fought. If you want to look this up real quick. It was actually a good fight, and it fought to a draw. It was a really good fight. I was really entertained by it, and I was surprised because there was – I have trouble watching him, man, because I like the guy. He's a well-dressed fighter. Good name. Good family name, you know? Um, there's moments when I see this dude get hit, and I'm just like, he's just going to fall apart and crumble. Good fella Perella. Boy, doesn't that look like a mugshot? Go to BoxRec, look up Brian Perella, and you'll see the photo that uh, they're going to use when they're looking Kevin for Kevin Zambrano. Yes. Lost to, lost to a split decision. Is that what it was? Or was it a draw? Yes. Draw. Split decision draw him and Tony Harrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tony Harrison one, he almost lost at the very end of the fight, but that was a good fight. So Brian Perella is holding on, holding on strong, holding on strong. So we'll see his, if he gets in the mix. The main event of that card, though, was the Sebastian, the Towering Inferno. Hold on. Hold on. I mean, we got we got just a tad bit more time. Okay, though, cool. But it was just like... Uh, Good fellow Perella, man. I, I I need you to step up and be, you know, just, just, you, you like him. Right now? No, no, you like him. You like him. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's bad at all. You know, I actually enjoy watching him fight, but I'm just saying, it's like, all right, so, where we got? Where That's we funny. At? Crossroads for him was against Ugas. That was his crossroads, and that was Ugas's crossroads, and he lost that fight yeah. badly. And yeah. Ugas is where he's so, at now. So yep, Ugas, yeah, Ugas, Luis Calazo, Breedis Prescott. You know, some of these are wins, some of these are losses. But Abel Ramos, you know, his last one. Tony Harrison. This guy, this guy's got, he's got hitters on his, he's got hitters on his resume. Last fight was trained by uh, Roy Jones Jr. So sometimes, but I'm not. You know, there's a different thing too when you got great fighters. May not make the best trainers sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be a consultant. Who knows? Uh, but I do like this. Tony Harrison is someone, though, I could see them on a collision course for a rematch. Because it's it's a good Tuesday night fight matchup. I don't know if Tony Harrison is ready for the likes of anybody else at once. It's 160, right? Or 154. No. it's Because uh... it's only Jamel Charles. No, 154. 154. So we Tony Harrison had his Jamel Charles shot. He had it, he got it, got a chance to keep it going, lost that one. 
Brian Perella is fighting to get into the mix. And we're at a, at a part, at a lull, I guess you would say, because Castano and Jamel Charlo. Now, 154, and a lot of those guys are moving up to 160. So, Tony Harrison, I can see them matching those two up next again. And then possibly in the win for this winner of the unification. Because I don't know who else is really going to do it at 154. Um, but 160 is a lot of talk. Uh, now, we had this fight also on this card. Sebastian Fundor, Erickson Lubin. Can we see, is that 154 or 160? Because I could be... That one's 154. 154 also. So those are two names there. Erickson, I just had a vision. Erickson Lubin's probably going to face Bryant Perella next. And then Fundora, he beats someone like uh, Tony Harrison automatically in the mix. So I don't know if I just went with... Um, I don't know if I just went with my heart. I think I went with my heart more than anything because I, I liked him and I liked how he presented himself and how he was knocking cats out. Yeah. I had picked Erickson Lubin to beat Jermail Charlie. And that's when he got slept in the first round. And then ever since then, this kid has literally not been the same. He has not. He hasn't even been able to get like these main events. The no, the no, yeah, the notoriety. There was one. There was one fight we watched, and then he was in the undercards, and he wasn't even mentioned, and we didn't even know until after. I was like, "How did wait? How did you get there?" Because he's been trying. Because let me see. He spent too much on the outfit he wore when he got knocked out. Like, I told I, so, I told everybody it was gonna be easy work. I said. So, so I mean, the thing is though, he has he. So after after he lost to uh, Jamel Charlie, after he got knocked out. He fought uh, Ishe Smith. He had some tough fights. Yeah, yeah. Him, Terrell Gusha. That was a tough Jason fight. Jason Rosario. That was and a tough it, fight, you know, too. So it's just like he had a couple of names on there. And then he keeps – he and Erickson Lubin, I think he understands the business enough to because of the the nature of his knockout against Jamel Charlo. Because this is the thing. If you, if you go six rounds with a champ and get knocked out, your stock kind of levels out, maybe yeah. drops a little bit. But when you get slept in the first, first 15 round, seconds, it's just like, it's just like plummet, bro. Get him off the court. Hey, I never was a huge. I didn't play. I didn't play Madden since '95, like for second, like '95. So, but when we got older, I you know I watched people play. They had a 21-0 skunk rule. It's like if you were playing and somebody went 21-0, get off the sticks. It's time for you to pass the sticks. It's like you don't belong here. You yeah, don't belong on sense. here. So when you get knocked out in the first round, it's just like, hey, get this man out of here, man. Get in there because there's seconds. because the thing is, no matter what, you can't you can't explain that. Whether you got caught or not, you got caught way too early, way and especially too early. especially in rounds where you're supposed to be filling your opponent out. Yes, yes. The first punch thrown, even that's it's yeah, it's it's embarrassing. You embarrassing the family that way. So, but for Erickson Lubin, man, he didn't embarrass himself against Sebastian Fedora. He fought cold, but Sebastian, the towering inferno. Should they have a height rule in boxing? No, no. I think way if your class. nickname is like. Look up the tower. Anything reference to this? Maybe we should consider putting more weight no, on this. No, man. Thing. You know what? Because once you start having, Williams. once you start, well, no, yeah. once you start having all these uh, restrictions yeah. on too tall, too short, or too all that kind of stuff like that, that's when we're gonna have more Liam Liam Thomases in mm. here, man. The more rules you make, uh, it's like no, let them fight the there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like no, you shouldn't have a height. Hey, look, yeah. he's taller than you. Yeah. Go inside. Yeah. You Go knew this inside, nope. with the face-offs, the matchup, the press conferences, when you were looking up at the brother. That's yeah, what it was. for real. This is what you signed. You knew what you were signing up for. Get more taller fight, sparring fighters. But what was the biggest takeaway, not only is, you know, they call it they call the fight. Dude, 
Erickson Lubin looked like Martin when Tommy the Hitman Hearns beat him up. And he's just like, if you guys if you guys are too young to know about that, look up that. Look how when Hitman Hearns beat up Martin, Martin and Martin. Man, he, man's look bad, man. Yeah, the hematoblin in the middle, in between his eyes, both eyes shut. I guess you told him three times, apparently. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. We told that joke the other day, <laughs> though, which is actually really funny. Though. Man, but, but he... He looked bad, and it's just like I don't know if he's going to get another, you know, title shot because this is for the uh, super welterweight interim. Yeah, because this just puts you up in the number one spot, basically to face the winner of Jamel Charlo Castano. Um, I don't yeah. think Fundor is ready for either one of those two guys yet. No, he's not. Um, but the thing is, the fight was still close. The fight was real it, it was close. real close on his scorecards, man. So it's just like it's not like he just got he took too much punishment. He too took early, man. way too much punishment. Good. I thought it was a good stop by. So when the corner stopped the fight, somebody in the crowd threw ice at uh my man uh Kenny was it Kenny Porter I think who's his trainer? I don't, I don't know. It's a uh, it's either Devin Alexander's dad or Kenny Porter Sean pa- Shorter Porter's dad. It's one of somebody's dad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyways, but yeah, somebody threw it threw it at him, and it, it was it was just one of those things where he all of a sudden immediately stopped and was like ready to go out to the crowd. Yeah, ready to go out to the crowd. But for Erickson Lubin, man. He's in the mix. He's still going to be in the mix. He has the power to become champ. But I'm, what this has got to what it's got to do to someone like this? One of the things with Sebastian Fundora when he got knocked down in the seventh or eighth round, um, when is immediately got back to the corner and they're like, "Are you okay?" He was like, "He's like, he got me. That's why I took the knee." He yeah. had a conscious decision and took the knee for a guy which, who's got which, which one of those things we always say you have many, the eight, you have the eight how seconds. How many professional fights does Sebastian Fundora have? Uh, because this is one of these things he, that could be right now. He's that that was he was eighteen and zero going into that fight. So that was his nineteenth professional fight or eighteenth. Uh, that was his nineteenth because he How was because uh, he? he's got a baby face too. Twenty four. Okay, that's 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 very good boxing knowledge for a twenty four year old on his eighteenth or nineteenth professional fight to consciously probably and that's probably the first time that I've seen him as a, a professional get hurt that bad. To where he almost got, he could have lost a fight, um, and consciously take a knee. Usually, guys who take a knee like that, grown men sometimes don't take that knee out of just you know just the moving, machismo yeah. or just you know trying to be tough, man. And it's just like it's not about to. That's this what is created sciatica. This, this is a thinking. <laughs> this is a thinking man sport, man. So especially if you have it, you're equal. Man, I don't even have to get hit, but I know if I get up too fast, I'm dizzy. Yeah. Right. Like dead serious, man. Sure. And sometimes you just gotta have to take your time, man. Recollect and get up. You're gonna have more. You're gonna have that time. It's more sex lessons from Carvin. Now let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Triple G versus Ryoto Murata. Bigger star in Japan than the monster. You get in the way. I'm a feature to the monster. Um, because he got a gold medal for big, Japan. Well, bigger weight class too. Yeah, that exactly. Get, that was always get that. Well, apparently nah. bigger than most of the population. So. Uh, but uh, Triple G first fight back at forty, uh-huh. and after two years of ring rust, you saw the fight, right? Yep. So I'm gonna grade Triple G on this one, and I'm gonna say I give him a B minus. Maybe a C plus. We are on the same page. B minus. Like yes. you know, like you know what? One of the things we're gonna have to do a uh, one of those deal or no deals or change of heart type <laughs> yeah. things, so we don't just look like we're just saying this guy these kinds of things. So that way we can lift them up at the same time. But like, look, I got a B minus on here. Nope, I give him a B minus because you still saw a little bit of Triple G of old in there. Yes. 
And then uh, that I think that was good, but I did see him wean off a little bit. It looked like he slowed Those up. Body shots, bro. Like, it looks like Father Time was a uh, you know, you know, was, was creeping up just a tad bit. Uh, Rioto Morata, he did he did all he can do against you know just like anybody can with Triple G. Triple G still has the power, still has the chin. It didn't you know. save it, but I had the first four rounds of him losing. Triple G? Yeah. I had him pretty much... The first one, it could have went either way, but the second, third, and fourth round, I had Triple G losing the fight. And then you can even argue that he might have lost the fifth. But it was up until the fifth and sixth round. It took a minute for him to get warmed up, too. Usually, a, he, usually he gets a... It took a long minute. Right you, can't, you, you can't take with Canelo, bro. Yeah. You cannot take it. And already... Was Canelo getting in his head talking about if you lose? Talk about the timing to say it, bro. Like well, you can say he heard it in Russian. The thing is, you can with Canelo, you can say anything you want at any time because he's the money bag. So he can go without Triple G. Triple G can't go without Canelo. I just I always picture something like that. Triple G has that one guy in his camp who speaks Spanish and Russian. Like, what? Hey, he just said this about you. Like what? You know what I'm saying? And he probably saw it right before going into it, but um. 40 years old, big 4-0, huh? That's something that I, I sometimes you don't see you don't see it on a fighter. It also doesn't get brought up until something happens. Oh yeah, well he is 40, right? Yeah. We don't hear about him beforehand. Hey, this guy does celebrate his 40s. He's like, "Will you please quit talking about it?" It's like, "That's not going to get you laid tonight. Please stop." Right? And Canelo is the super saiyan, bro. He gets better and better. He's taking fights he statistically probably shouldn't take. And, but you know what the thing is though, Canelo honestly hasn't taken that much punishment either. It's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like Mike Tyson early in his career when he's knocking people out in the first and second round. It's just like yeah, no, and the he funny can fight thing way is, the more key is, is because, the same thing: the yeah. head movement, the head movement. Just like if you want to keep your man, the head movement. That's how it works. With Triple G, he fought. I thought they picked the right choice of a fighter for him. Knocked him out in his home country. I thought that was a little ballsy. Yep. But we know that they'll pay to fly Mayweather in, so we know that they'll pay top dollar. So it was definitely worth it for him on that note. But is trying to say that, well, it's not, this is not even an audition. This is a, to make sure you keep that money rolling in for one more fight at least. Because if he's smart, win or lose, I would probably hang it up after Canelo. If, unless he really has something he has to prove or somebody wants to fight. After this fight, the way he's watching, I don't want to see him and Canelo. I was just about to bring that up, bro. I think Canelo mops this guy. I think he knocks him out today. As of today, I think he knocks out. He does the impossible, like yeah, that or, or dominate, like or dominates domin him so more, bad. Or TKOs or yeah. corner calls or something like that. Which honestly, Canelo is. A, a, you know, he's a perfectionist, man. So when it comes to something like this, such a good body like, puncher. Hey, and it's like one of those. All right, we're not leaving this up to chance. Go at him and open up. Early, you mm -hmm. already seen it. You already been through it twice. Already walking down. He's yeah. older now, mm -hmm. and the, when it was in around nine or whatever, yeah. when he really started to slow down, yeah, finish him early. Yeah. So honestly, I'm not even intrigued by a Mayweather Triple G third fight. Marata had the right game plan because they had him hurt a couple times. It seemed like he looked slow. They went at him fast. They kept the same game plan going. The discipline showed, but just I think the punching power of Triple G. Eventually takes over. Did anybody ask Gabe Rosado who hits harder yet? Mungi or Triple G? Because it's got to be Triple G, I assume, based off of the face, his face. I didn't. Um, I actually saved those questions for when we actually do interviewing okay, cool, cool. and stuff like that. One of the things I did ask him was, uh, who's his favorite fighter or who does he like right now? Mm -hmm. And he said he really likes Shakur Stevenson. Of course, of course. Who doesn't? I just we just we gotta just get that guy a PR man. That's it. Someone just to. 
say what you to not really say what you want to say all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Mayweather didn't start doing it till he knew he was the draw, right? Yeah. And there's this key, and then there's a business aspect behind it that makes sense. But for him, you're young, dumb, full of everything in life. You have a promising future. Old black people still call you young man. That's what it is. So we'll see what happens there. Now, let's talk about what else happens in boxing here. We had Cuba releasing their professional boxing ban after six years. 16-6-0. For 60 years, you could not be a professional fighter fighting out of Cuba. I didn't look. I need to look into this now that I'm thinking about it because I just want to know, does this mean something like Aristotle and Landis can just go home and visit family? That's what I want to know. I think that's going to be good. I think um, a lot of kids who get homesick or whatever, and you know, I think it'll keep a lot of yeah, people disciplined. I think it'll keep a lot of people disciplined yeah. as well. You know, you go to some places like you know Southern mm-hmm. California, you go to Florida yeah. or something like that, and you you're out there, mm-hmm. you're away from home, you're a professional boxer, man. You might get caught up in those bright lights, man. Like you know, having fun. So, how are you going to feel at the next CrossFit competition when part of it is swimming from Florida to Cuba? You can't swim, right? I can't swim. Okay. I'm not efficient, though. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you just need to have to tread water, look mm-hmm. for sharks, and you get, you know, push the smaller ones into it. No, I just, I just don't go in. I don't, yeah. I don't do wild. I don't do wild like yeah. wild and fire. Yeah, I'm on the beach all the time. I'm just shirtless by the pool. <laughs> now, uh, that's crazy. Sixty years, no professional boxing. Like, there's countries we haven't heard of or learned that has professional fighters in the Olympics. You know what? It's when it comes down to it, like, and this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. just like everything else in the world, it's money. Yeah. You you have people, I mean, you're paying your trainers, you're boosting the economy. You can have fights there now, probably, and all that kind of stuff like that. That's going to boost your economy. Mm-hmm. Gitmo's not so, bringing in what they used to. Hey. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I'll, it's, go, to, I'll go to Cuba to watch a fight, man. I'll be, that'll be hella oh, yeah, dope, man. Definitely. See, definitely. I saw this, que- I saw this question the other day, and I wasn't even going to bring it up to you, actually. You know, I didn't know you were bringing this subject up, but it was like, who has what country has the best amateur fighters? Would be my first thought. Cuba, Russia. That 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 was literally like that was literally my first thought. Just right off the top of my head, I thought Cuba. I don't know. America. I guess it's really opinion. Yeah. Yeah. America's pretty well. We do pretty well as well. Yeah. It translates world champion wise. It it does, man. We talk. I mean, just like we got done watching the um, Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. You know, Andre Ward, Clarissa Shields, no. you know, Oscar De La Hoya, like, you know, all these people who fight, you know, for the U.S. too. So it's... And we'll, we're going <clears> to <throat> circle back on the Cuban fighters too. We're going to talk about one later on here. Um, real quick, before we go on to the... the, the we got four fights here. We're going to predict and then we're, we're going to wrap it up here. Um, we'll, have you, do you know a time ever in boxing where we've had probably four female fighters in discussion of fighting or like actual figures that we're even talking no, about ever. No, right. Ever. No, not not big names and not with names. titles on the line and actually good fights. Moment of history to recognize people. I just wanted to bring that up. Now we got Connor Ben versus Chris Van Heerden. He's one of the Van, the fabulous esteemed Van Heerdens. Never heard of the guy actually. But Connor Ben we do know and they've said right now this is his last level of gatekeeper style. He keeps calling he out actually, Adrian Boner too, yeah. so so we'll see if that happens. If I was Bone, I would take this fight right away. Well, I don't know where his mental state is, honestly. If he if he's in top shape, I would tell him to take the fight he's right away. He's not in top shape. I can guarantee you that. So I don't think Connor Ben it. is is I don't think Connor Ben's ready for the elite, but he is good. I he should be able to beat Chris Van Heerden, and I but I only say that because I don't know who he is. <laughs> and I'll be real with that one here. I get you, I understand. Now we also have 
Errol Spence versus Rodanis Ugas. Now I picked Ugas to beat Pacquiao. Yes. One money on that. I, I and stuff like that. that one too. And then um, this fight, I'm picking Earl Spence to win. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people expect. Barely, barely win, right? I don't think it's like earlier, I, you know, before I actually had Earl Spence winning, dominating on this one, man. I Ugas is really hungry for this fight. The money line was, what, 350 for Ugas? You bet 100, you get 350? I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. That, here, that's what it was, I think, the last time I checked. Now, when, when they announced him and Pacquiao, my first thought was, like, bet the house. Right yeah. away. What, Usyk, Joshua, bet the house. My first instinct. I don't have the same feeling with this fight. I do like Ugas. And I can, I can see a possible robbery for Ugas. But if there's anybody that's going to give Errol Spence problems, it's going to be Ugas. And I think he made a bad decision taking this fight. Trying, trying to go after Terrence Crawford next. That's my personal opinion on this. I I understand what you're saying, and I actually kind of like it. So my whole my whole thing is just like I can't wait to see what the audience are reacting because you saw how once uh, Terrence Crawford knocked out Sean Porter, how Earl Spence you know got up on got there. Left. I honestly think if Uga, if Earl Spence wins this fight, I think Terrence Crawford is going to be even happier. Mm-hmm. Like okay. Now you're getting these people out the way. You said you wanted the belts. You're happy about that. I have a belt. Let's get this fight popping. If you're Crawford, so, do you storm the stage? Yes. Right? You do just like my man uh, Marvin mm-hmm. did in uh, did in uh, Great White Heights. Yes. Just mar- the marvelous Marvin Shabazz. Yes. You just go in there. And you do a walk-by. Yep. And you storm and it. You storm it. Ruin the interview. Hey. Photobomb it. Hey. Sometimes that's you got to do that's it. That's what it is. Triple that's D did that to get the Canelo fight, really? And it didn't work out for him. Else, if Terrence, if if uh, Earl Spence wins this fight, where else is where, where else is going to go? What what else is there after that? I just I just saw a headline saying that uh, from Errol Spence that apparently he's not moving up until he gets all four belts. There's only one way to get all four belts. So and he and I think the last the last hurdle is going to be Terrence Crawford. If if I Ugas to me, let's talk about Ugas real quick. I think he may be the first Cuban fighter to break the mold. As far as for Cuban fighters' weaknesses is that they're so disciplined, they never go up or down. They never open up. They never never open open up. up. They never open up. They train their bodies to stay at the certain thing. It's like what what Asian people do with women's feet. You know what I'm saying? You know the you know who the closest person to do that, like off the top of my head, do is uh Ortiz King Kong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he 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 gave. A lot of people problems. He yeah. gave Deontay Wilder problems, and he does open up. Like, where somebody yeah. like Ayers Randy Laura, if he would have opened up on a few fights, man, we're talking about a different legacy. Yeah. He, like, when he fought Canelo, he his, I... He I, his own thing. Yeah. The bad timing when he fought Canelo, too. Bad timing. So, now, I cannot... I can't bring myself... I want to pick Ugas, but I can't say it out loud. I just can't do it. I think Errol Spins barely wins this fight. Possible split decision... And you might hear some boos from the crowd. So, you know how I make I make fights. When I bet on fights, I bet on 50-50 fights mm-hmm. for the underdog. That's right. Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. Pacquiao Ugas. This is one of the things. It was just like either one of those guys could win that fight. But I went with Ugas because I believe he could win that fight. And the money line was better for him. Yes. So, that, that's exactly how I make those. Like So, if I win, I win. But I'm like, hey, um, Oscar Valdez. 
Well, you fought uh, Bruchelt. Miguel Bruchelt. I was like, hey, either one of those guys could, either one of those guys could win that. Still getting a little disrespected too with this money line against Shakur Stevenson. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get to that. There's we'll an argument for Shakur Stevenson's on it though, because of how many times he's been hit. I think we're still on two hands. But anyway, uh, yeah, well, they they're gonna get their due time with the next episode. We're gonna talk a lot about those two. So one last pick here for this night. I think we both agree on this. Errol Spence Ugas fight. Yeah. Um, Tyson Fury versus. Dylan White. Dylan. 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 Man, so. Gypsy magic is real, bro. Is. Dylan White has not made it up to one press conference. He's doing this to avoid head game from, you know, trying to avoid the head game that, you know, Tyson Fury will do. He, he will get in your head. Or is he, is he not? I feel like if people are concerned, like he's not going to show up to the fight. He'll show up to the fight. He got you. I, the thing is, then, whether you show up or whether you don't, Tyson Fury is still going to get in your head. Just like somebody's going to be telling, unless he just has it specifically in his camp. Be like, don't tell me anything this guy is saying. Is there any other fighters that could still show up to the press conference by himself and sell the fight besides Tyson Fury? Because that's basically what it was just him by himself in the microphone, everybody talking, listening to him. Any other fighters with that much charisma that can speak that well and articulate? Yeah, I can see him doing that. Yeah, that's it. Like outside of boxing, like it's just yeah. like yeah, he's really they're good. they're good. I don't know what it is about those polarizing figures, yeah, man. Yeah, I, and it's authentic. Tyson Fury, he's the honeybee. The laws of physics say you know not should be able to do this. Is, the thing is, though, it's just like we we talked about it, especially when he won. Being the heavyweight champion of the world, you are considered the baddest man on the planet. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to sell that fight. So he believes in himself. He is the champ. He's at the biggest division. Dylan White's a big boy. So it's just like when he's doing that, he believes in everything he says. And I'm, I'm, I, li I like all that. And so, no, I don't think anybody can sell because it's you got to have this talent. And then you also got to have if some of these fighters with this talent had can talk like Tyson Fury, a lot more fights would be made and a lot and these guys would be making a lot more For money. Sure. For sure. And he says everything the right way to where it's not that too personal. Right? Yeah. And that's gypsy magic for it at its best. How do you see this fight going for Dylan White? Um I see Dylan White being it's it all depends on Dylan White's conditioning, man, because mm -hmm. it's a big boy, man. I see it going a uh, unanimous decision, Tyson Fury, mm -hmm. or Derek Dylan White, or, or Dylan White getting knocked out in like right? yeah, in you know rounds like eight through eleven yeah. or something. I, like I that. think Tyson Fury is going to knock him out right around those mid rounds, seven between seven and nine. Um, for Tyson Fury, though, we know that Usyk and Josh was coming up. Yeah. Do you stick around for that fight, or do you move on? Off into the sunset at this point. Because you stick around for that fight, right? Now, who do we want to see him up against now? This is the, this is the bigger question. Fury or Usyk? Because I think it might be... I think you, you, mean, you mean Usyk or uh, Joshua? Yeah, Usyk or Joshua. Because this is a tough one here. Joshua and, and Fury would naturally, I think, be the bigger money fight. Yeah. But that's assuming he gets past Usyk. But also, is Usyk too small and smart enough for Tyson Fury? Uh... It's a tough Dude, one. That's a, that's a real tough one, yeah. man. Honestly, like, I would probably rather see Anthony Joshua. Thank you. Because that Usyk, if I guess Usyk could possibly be really boring. 
could yeah, be a lot of, a lot of too chess. Technical. Too, too technical. Too, too a lot technical. of chess. I think Joshua will open up a little bit more. So it's just either mm -hmm. it's I think either one will get knocked out yeah. or have the possibility to get knocked out. And I see that as more entertaining. I don't think I think Tyson Fury Tyson Fury Tyson Fury runs the table on the heavyweight division. He's been doing it. So we got our picks in. We got Errol Spence picking. We got Tyson Fury picking, and those are the two big fights. You heard it here first. I think the Errol Spence is gonna be close. Very close fight with a barely win in there. Tyson Fury, ain't no one touching him, man. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com, Square Circle 101. How are we winning? What you got for me? If you don't have self-discipline, you're not in control of your own life. If you got to put tape on your hands like Sons of, Sons of Anarchy, you got to be careful who you hang with. Right? That's what I'm saying. I'm out. Cheers.